and welcome back to Tabletop Vagabonds, a real-play D&D podcast set in the homebrew world of Aria. I'm Alex Wright, your DM, and I'm joined by the adored Amy. Hi, I'm Amy, and I'm playing Melinda Wrenchnuzzle, a sky named Warlock, and I am joined by the dexterous Dave. Hi, I'm Dave, I'm playing Finn, the uh, Larsa Artificer, and I am joined by the celebrated Craig. Hi everyone, I'm Craig. I play Volley Willowsar. He's the Volmine Wild Magic Sorcerer, and I'm joined by the very accomplished Alex. Hi, I'm Alex. I'm playing Osric Springforge, the gear gnome forge cleric, and with me is the arcane Alex, our DM. Ah, very exciting. Yes, I'm Alex, and I'm incredibly excited uh, about this episode, guys. How, how are we feeling? Are we ready for Unity Day? Oh, oh yes. I can't wait. I'm totally ready for Unity Day. <laughs> Melinda's been waiting a long time for this. <laughs> <laughs> This is the relief that we finally got here. <laughs> Melinda needs this. <laughs> I feel like Melinda has been living on the edge of a mental breakdown for every yeah, minute. Absolutely. She wants to make a good impression, you know, maybe like get some extra information, like get some extra work in, like just, you know, make herself look good. And this, this has happened. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, guys, you had a quote unquote Scott Pilgrim-esque battle. Hell yeah, we did. With Baldock Blubber who you proceeded to kick his ass and show him up in front of all of his Zvart friends slash minions. You managed to save the passengers of the bus along with some other civilians after doing a conga line to save (laughs) the small child and the parents. You then had to run away because he then set all of the Zvarts after you to try and eat you. The civilians were then given a lift after Volley convinced Ubar to give them a free ride to their local village. Much to his dismay. Oh, he's not a fan of free labor. Absolutely not. No. And then, Melinda, you were given a little present by the small kid. Yeah, I got a ring and it turned into a boomerang. <laughs> I rolled three D20s and while it does do damage, it doesn't come back for that many hours. So in theory, I could throw this boomerang and it could not come back for uh, quick maths, like three days. Pretty much. It'll come back at you. At some point in the in that time. <laughs> I just love the idea of it coming back while you're asleep. As a skilled smith, how long would it take Osric or Finn to just make a new boomerang? Uh, a, a normal boomerang. <laughs> yeah. Boomerangs are hard to come by in this world. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be that hard to make a normal boomerang, but you wouldn't get a boomerang that would come back to you in circa three days. Uh, my thinking oh. is, would it take less than three days to just make a new one? <laughs> yeah. Probably. If you have the materials, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, I'm pretty sure that you or I could cut craft a boomerang in a lot less time and before you ask no you cannot have any wood from volley or a leg you're just not a team player so after you got this fantastic gift of a boomerang that's going to come back at you at some point you then after a couple days traveling finally arrived at unity day finally here so you guys arriving precisely at the beginning of Unity Day, it is being held on this field outside of Tyr, and that's where we'll pick up. Oh yes. Ubar's premium party bus is chugging away towards the giant field that Unity Day is on. Behind it is the mountain, Thelebris' anvil, which you can see in the background the giant etched archway that you know the gates are underneath. As you get closer and closer, you can see all kinds of wonderful, amazing colours and fireworks. Ubar starts pulling up where a bunch of other buses and steam cars and horses and things are tied up. 
It looks a bit like a tailgate outside of an American football stadium. Do any of the other ones look like party buses? <laughs> there, yes, there is a bus. Way more premium than the one you've traveled on. <laughs> and you can, hear, you, can, you can start hearing as you get closer the rumblings of like music on it. The lights are flashing with different colors. And you can break out kind of through tinted glass a very hench, Sildred, topless, just flexing his muscles and shaking with a bunch of guys around him. How did he get there? <laughs> and you, you hear Tazia go, oh, my bros, my bros are here. All right. Do they look exactly the same as Tazia? They look incredibly similar. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Just different colored hair. Hey, Tazia, how come you didn't go on the bus with your other friends? Uh, well, um, I, I don't earn much money. You'd, you'd be surprised, but looking this good, I thought it would just naturally bring me money. Uh, turns out it doesn't. Um, so they got the special premium party bus, and I, I honestly thought this wouldn't be as, as cheap as it is, you know? Oh, so you spent all your money on protein shakes and couldn't afford a bus. That's pretty much it, yeah. I mean, don't tell anyone, but yeah. Well, do you know what, Tazia? Even though we're here, we're going to have 30 seconds of premium Uber party bus, and he, like, clicks his fingers. This awful dance music just, <laughs> just starts playing throughout the bus. <laughs> Is he just like a disco guy from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> disco tree. Do we actually know why Volley is coming to Unity Day? Like, is he here just to be a DJ for a kids' party? <laughs> yeah, he's doing an underground DJ set. I'll give you a little bit of insight into Volley. He is a very, very new sorcerer and he's, he's still trying to work out his magic. And he knows that if he thinks hard enough and believes hard enough, he can make loud noises and bright images happen. Which is why he uses minor illusions so much. He's just like, I can make music, go. And he loves fun. So he's like, oh, I can make this fun. <laughs> As the music kicks off, you see Bammy go, oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Finally, a party bus. I've waited for ages for something to happen. And Tazir starts just kind of dad bopping, where he's just kind of moves shoulders move, kind of right then left, you know, starts shimming a bit on the spot. All right, all right. That's enough of that. We've got you here. Um, I'd appreciate your fares on the way out, please. He's going to waddle off the bus and stand at the doorway with his palm out, ready for you guys to pay him on the way out. Melinda's ready to get off the bus. She, again, sort of in a similar way to that she did the conga, she'd maybe like shuffle her shoulders. Like she doesn't want to seem like she's not involved, but she <laughs> really wants, wants to get one for her day. Uh, yeah, she'll maybe tip Ubar just because she feels a bit bad for him. And uh, he got us here, so... Each coin, every single one of them, he's putting in his mouth and giving a bite. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't we pay when we got on the bus? You don't pay up front. You're paying now. You pay on the way out. If you die on the way, you don't pay. That's the Uber slogan right there. You die on the way, you don't pay. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason I came on the bus. <laughs> that's a slogan to trust. That's right. So you guys pay him 20 copper for the whole journey. Okay. As everyone gets off, Volley's kind of sitting there, he's a bit fidgety, kind of walks up to Ubar and goes, oh, really great journey. Uh, here you go. He minor illusions, 20 coppers into Ubar's hand. Um, minor illusion, you can feel it's not real, isn't it? It's got no weight to it. Yeah, there's no yeah. weight to it. Yeah. I'm going to roll for his intelligence because he is not the smartest. Volley loves minor illusion. <laughs> it's it literally, it's, it's one of the, like he's got other spells, but that's one he's very comfortable with and he loves it. He got 12. I hope this is a joke, because, correct me if I'm wrong here, but you don't look dead. Well, he, he looks really shy, and he kind of goes, <laughs> do you see any pockets? Also, I've kind of taken a bit of a liberty with how Volley stores his items. 
Yeah. Because it occurred to me when we were on the bus that he doesn't have pockets or a bag. Sure. So I was thinking that he just kind of, he stores it within the essence himself so he can produce it. Yeah, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. The one thing I won't allow is that if someone knows that and reaches inside you, they will find stuff as they Oh yeah, they, they, could, they could find it for sure. It's just so he doesn't have to go in and out. He just, he transports it via the essence from inside him to the essence in his hand. Yeah, that's basically. fine. It's, it's flavor rather than mechanical change. Well, yeah, exactly. Do you, do you not have it in like a bush somewhere? He starts checking you. He starts like just looking in your crack. <laughs> <laughs> he looks where? <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 that's a bit sketchy. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to call the guards. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> he starts looking in your tree cracks. Uh, for... That doesn't, doesn't sound make, better. Doesn't make, doesn't I think maybe better. crevices would be better. Yeah, cheek crevices. Yeah. He starts looking in nooks. all the volleys, crevices, <laughs> yeah. and nooks uh, for any kind of gold. So l- let me get this right. You got on my bus knowing how much it would cost, and you don't have any money. I fixed your door. Mm. He just grumbles to himself, staring directly at you, just not moving, going, mm. Gets to a point where Volley is looking at him, and he, he goes, oh, okay, fine. And he, like, swirls his hand over, over Uba's hand, and ten coppers appear, like, actual real coppers appear in his in his hand he's like that's that's it that's that's all i've got thank you uber yes actually you hear bammy go it's okay i'll i'll pay for him i'll pay for him oh thank you it's the least i could do maybe we could like go see a stall or 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 the, the explosion things together yeah i'm gonna meet my family to update them but you know what and she's saying this to all of you guys if you're ever in tear just ask for the dino nozzles. Look up my family. Just say you know Bammy Dino Nozzle. Oh. We owe you for saving us. Oh, okay. I'd love to meet your parents. Lead the way. <laughs> she's going to start walking. Okay, okay. if you, if you want. Come on, guys. She's going to start walking towards uh, Unity Day. So, sorry, just to be clear, Unity Day is outside of Tia. Tia is the city into the mountain. You guys are outside in a field outside. Okay, well, you can, yeah, you can meet my parents. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'd love to meet someone, someone like, like you, you know? We don't get many Volmane around these parts. Are you guys all coming? Are we, go, are we all going to go in together? Yeah, come on, guys. Let's go, let's go meet Bammy's parents. For some reason, Tazzy is just going to follow you anyway. He's like, no, all right, I can meet her parents. Yeah, all right. <laughs> and they're going to start walking into today. You join a huge queue of hundreds of people that are all going through this little gateway. You know, there's ticket booths you get at theme parks and so on. It'll take you about five minutes to get to the front of the queue. And as you get there, you see a very bored-looking Mordanus, which is, they look like bipedal tigers or wolves with horns on their heads. And he's just sat there, head resting on his hand. Finn, you're at the front. And he goes, put your ticket in the machine, please. Finn fumbles through his uh, cloaks and pulls out his ticket. You see a little black box. And as you put your ticket towards it, a small little yellow arm reaches out grabs the ticket, pulls it inside, then hands it back to you, and you see a small little bite mark in it. Thank you, little friend. You're welcome. And each one of you will be doing the same thing. This little arm pops out, it grabs the ticket, it pulls it in, you hear a kind of a crunch of paper, and then a yellow arm hands it back out to you with a little bite mark on it. When Volley gets his ticket back, he's going to bend down, eye to the hole, and just kind of like close one eye, peer, and he'll be like, oh, hey! And then he's going to look at the really bored Mordown, and be like, who's that in there? Hi! When you peek down, you hear a little, ah! 
And you realize inside is a little sprite, which are these small little creatures that are often used in technology in this world for sprite technology. And inside this box is like a little sitting room. And there's a small sprite, a towel on his head and a towel covering his upper half. How dare you? And he's going to close the little shutter on the door. <laughs> I didn't mean to disturb you. Uh, I'm Volley. It's nice to meet you. Thank you. And then he kind of gets up and he goes, oh, I, I don't think he wants to be disturbed. Sorry. And then just like walks through. Yeah. Melinda coming up the back. She's kind of like been overwhelmed by the fact that everybody like everybody's just following uh Bammy and so she's just carrying on she's gonna try to usher Volley through and be like come on like like nothing to see there like yeah this is very this is very usual this is normal technology for your world yeah yeah I get I'm getting stressed that he's holding up the cube as well <laughs> you hear a very annoyed soldier at the back what the hell man you've never seen a sprite tech before yeah. no come on Volley they're just little friends. I'll show you. I've got one on my camera, but we need to keep moving. Whoa. <laughs> you head in and the entire crowd is moving towards the center where that huge tent was. That big tent built like a castle with the banners of the six major free cities outside. All the crowd is moving there. That's where the flow and ebb of people is heading towards. As we're walking, Volley's going to keep an eye out in case anyone else has got a Zvartfest Baldock Blubber t-shirt on. Oh God, I forgot you were wearing that. <laughs> He's looking for other fans of Baldock Blubber. Um, roll perception for me. Okay. It's a good one. I'm not going to lie to you. It's going to make no difference regardless. <laughs> no one's oh. wearing a fucking Baldock Blubber t-shirt. Come on. <laughs> that's that one pajana you were telling me about. <laughs> uh, so I got an 18 on my perception check. Okay. So you scan the audience and you don't see anyone else oh. wearing a Baltic Blubber t-shirt. Um, Gutted. Just to be clear as well, that t-shirt was for a Zvart, so it is incredibly tight on you. Yeah, so Volley is six foot tall, but he's quite, he's quite slender. Right. Although it is quite tight on him, it kind of basically comes to just below his chest. So it's just <laughs> like, a, like a little bit of a, a really short crop top on him. It looks right. ridiculous, but he feels like a thousand gold. Zvarts, like, kind of live outside of society, right? So you wouldn't see any Zvarts here? No, you wouldn't see them. No, no absolutely no, not. They're fine. dangerous or considered dangerous by most of the free cities. Yeah. Is there a picture of the Zvart on this T-shirt? Yeah, it says Zvarts Fest 5 in very comic Sans-esque font. And it, there's a picture of, a badly drawn picture of a Zvart eating a stick man, Sildred. I imagine it's actually probably quite offensive. <laughs> probably. If, if anyone, <laughs> it's probably so badly drawn that no one gets it anyway. So yeah. it's fine. What you do see, Folly, as you walk in, and everyone else sees this as well, the biggest mix of races of Arya in one place at any one time. You've got the beautiful, tall Sildreds with their pointy ears and their horns coming out their heads. Gear gnomes of all sizes, from the poor with their normal coloured hair to the rich gear gnomes with their vibrantly coloured dyed hair. You've got some sky gnomes there that generally look like gnomes, but they're a bit more kind of down-to-earth clothing-wise of other races and so on. Majority of people there are gnomes for sure but you've got other races there that stand out like these, these stone golems and these clay golems that tower over you've got bajani which are these bipedal brown furred and black furred bears you've got mordanas that are these bipedal tigers with horns coming out of their heads you've got the occasional larsa there as well that you see you see no other volmine though oh that's a shame occasionally you do see a koyang or a mouse folk as well who are mouse folk are these sort of four foot tall mice and Koyangs are these about four foot tall little cats, effectively. Are there any Koyang near Volley? No, no, not yet. Okay. As Volley's walking in, if if he gets somewhat close to a Koyang or one crosses his path, he's instantly going to be like, 
yo, Koyang dude, and like put his arm out for a high five. <laughs> you do walk up to one who's this kind of white furred little cat wearing a, a cloak. Uh, do I know you? No, I just think you're crazy cool. Cool, man. Cool. And he's going to walk backwards. Oh, okay. I- I- I'll see you later, yeah? Sure, yes, I'll see you later. And he just vanishes into the crowd of people. Volley turns to Melinda and he just like looks at Denny and I just goes, cool. Hmm. I think what would be even cooler is, is if we go and see some of the exhibitions. Yes, yes, let's do it. So as you walk, the expeditions are yet to open. They're about to do the opening ceremony. So everyone's heading towards, and those of you who've been to Unity Day before know that the host of Unity Day, as well as the major cities, open it together. A sign of unity for Unity Day, obviously. All these different races in this crowd, about 100,000. You've got families, you've got adults, you've got all kinds of things heading towards the main tent. As you walk down there, you see a small child beside you licking a lollipop that every time he licks it, it changes color. You see someone holding balloons that had three different balloons and in between them teleporting is a little frog jumping from one balloon to another in like a little relay race. You start slowing down as people find their place in the crowd ready for the show to begin. Once we're kind of settled waiting for stuff to happen, going to pull out my um, camera I have in my bag. Uh, So this is a Sprite technology camera and I'm going to take a selfie of us and then it so it works like a Polaroid. Guys, guys, pose. Let's take a picture. Uh, uh, Okay, Volley kind of looks, sees the camera, and then just like moves as close as he can before you kind of pull the, before you pull the trigger. Just moves really close. So I'm going to try and move my, the camera as far back as I can to like obviously take get the framing and be like Volley, like get get close to everyone. Is everyone posing? Yeah, I'm standing in the frame. <laughs> <laughs> so they're posing around you. Is that right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, so I, I've hung a little cage on the bottom of my hammer that's got a little chirping clockwork bird in. And that little thing is probably doing more than I am. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this piece of uh, photo painting is going to come out and I'm going to show it to Volley and be like, look, this is that same technology that's in the uh, oh, ticket machine. Whoa. Finn will be throwing up some massive jazz hands in the picture. So is, is there a little guy in, in the camera? That's right, yeah. He's my buddy. Oh, what, what, can I speak to him? What's, what's his name? What does he look like? Is, it, is he friendly? Does, does he bite? I don't really know. Please be careful with it. It was a gift. And I'll like pass him my camera so he can have a look at the, where the sprite is through the eye hole. So, yeah. So you can either look down. Effectively, what it is is a, is a small box with a button at the top. That doesn't really do anything, but it's there. Um, <laughs> and a circle in the front. And through the circle, if you look at that, but there's also a latch on the side you can open it. Imagine like when you open a, uh, a disposable camera to see film or a, you know, a non-disposable camera to see film. Imagine those cameras with film. Um, the old days. Um, just just Im- imagine how a camera works. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> any camera, apart from, well, not digital now, but yes. Anyway, you can either open up the side with a latch or you can look down effectively the eyepiece. Well, where the sprite would look out to the picture. And in there is a small sprite in what looks like a little bedroom with a canvas and a paintbrush and a, and a little kind of palette with loads of different paints on it. So if Volley holds, holds it up and kind of looks in, will the sprite see Volley? Uh, yeah. What about you looking at, man? Oh, hey, uh, man, my name's, my name's Volley. What, what's your name? My name is Busy. And he's going to close the shutter. <laughs> oh, is, oh. <laughs> he's going to hand it back to Melinda and be like, yeah. uh, I, I think he's busy. Yeah, they're not really the same as other people, you know. They just do their job. They don't mind. 
to be fair to the little guy, how fast do his limbs move when he paints the picture? Oh, insanely, yeah. They're, they're magical creatures, yeah, for sure. Is he 90% sugar? Sprite technology utilises what are normally these kind of wild flies. Think, think of them as magical flies that exist, and they, kind of can, they can learn basic language after a while, and it utilises them for work, but they don't really care. As he hands it back, he goes, so does, does he ever come out of this strange little house, or does he live in there all the time? Yeah, he's just in there all the time. I don't really think about him much, like, but he does these great oh. pictures, right? Oh, that's really sad. We should, we should let him out and then he can see uni today too. No, because then my camera wouldn't work. He doesn't mind. He's fine in there. He gets to see the, it through the pictures he paints. The, can we at least get him some food or, or something? Oh, he's I feel fine. S- he's fed. He's not got the same kind of brain as us. Oh, I don't know. I feel sorry for the little guy. Look, and then I'm going to take another picture. Of like what's happening, but look at this—he's—it's amazing. Oh, he—he's very, very talented. But I just think he might get lonely. You should talk to him more. Okay, I'll think about it, and then I'm gonna <laughs> pass a volume the picture. <laughs> oh, great! Thank you so much. C- can I keep this? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great! And then like the picture just disappears. You're talking amongst yourselves, and then the crowd starts quietening. Ten gnomes in grandiose clothes walk out of the large tent, carrying trumpets that are too big for them. After a brief pause, as they all get into line, they start playing this grand anthem that everyone there knows is the music to signal the beginning of Unity Day. The crowd goes wild in whoops and cheers as fireworks in all different colours hit to the sky, creating sigils of the main six cities in Aria. Foley doesn't really know what's going on, but he's going to kind of like step forward and start whooping and cheering with the crowd. He's like, yeah, this is awesome! First to come out, led by a gnome carrying a banner of white with a purple cog on it, the Sigil of Tear, is the Council of Tear. You see Brock Glamtinker, an aging gnome who still has fiery red hair. The calm-faced Bergwine Dustwobble, with bright yellow hair, follows him. And then a human. Flanking them either side are two gnomes in mech suits known as the Enforcers of Tear. The seven-foot-tall cross between bronze mech suits and full-play armor. And inside each one is a gnome. They take their place on stage. Next, the soldier comes out in a flowing golden dress, carrying a banner with the golden city on red of Egelion. Behind them is the entourage of the golden knights of Egelion. Between them are three soldred, in gorgeous gold flowing robes, and one of them all of you recognise instantly. And as the crowd sees her, they cheer extra loud, Lirana of Halar, the hero and the founder of Lirana's College of Essence and the Material. Once they take their place beside Tyr, out comes the grey dragon skull and black of the city of Kirador followed by the entourage of black knights and their king and queen and the dragon prince beside them. Then the gnomes of Galestar with their white airship on pale blue, each wearing different attire, as though each of them had improvised their clothes that day from a mix of styles of different cultures, where it all just doesn't quite work, followed by the humans of Frosthaven with a turquoise shield on white, with their thick fur cloaks and leather, and finally the Sildred of Lothel with their white tower and dark blue, their leaders flanked by the hooded figures known only as the Cloaks of Lothel. So quick one, where do the Volmane stand in terms of the free peoples of Aria? Would there normally be a Volmane representative in this kind of... No, you generally don't get... Yeah, you don't really get involved. Okay, how far are we from the stage? Quite far, you're at the back of a very large crowd. Okay. Brock puts his hands up in the air and the crowd starts calming and he goes, We are grateful to our neighbours for enjoying Unity Day with us. We are honoured to host them. 
We hope that you all have a very special Unity Day and that you enjoy yourselves. At which point, the gnome with the yellow hair is going to put, uh, tap him on the shoulder and he kind of looks, nods his head. I'll pass you on to the esteemed... As though there's more to be said, he just stops talking and walks away from the stage. <laughs> Stepping forward is Lirana of Halar, and the audience loses their absolute minds at this. She is effectively the highest celebrity there is. Would even Volley know who she is? Yes, from your basic knowledge, you probably would. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And she steps forward, and she is calm, collected, and there's a, a welcomingness and friendliness in her face. She's a Sildred, but incredibly beautiful even for a Sildred. Her horns look almost regal. She is calm. She almost glides in her long dress to the center of the stage. And she looks like someone who literally all of you feel could never do you any harm, but incredibly powerful at the same time. We are so pleased that our friends in Tyr can host this event. And of course, thankful to all our other friends for attending. We cannot be any happier to celebrate and we cannot wait for the parting to begin. We are sorry that we cannot stay and celebrate with you all, though you will be in our hearts and our minds. But for now, and she raises her hands up in the air, releasing sparks of colour as they form the words, let's celebrate across the sky, and trumpets kick off and the crowd goes absolutely wild. Bit tacky that, isn't it? (laughs) And then if you turn to your left, you see Volley firing sparks and fireworks from his hand he's like yeah <laughs> so now unity has begun all the stalls all the events open osric you know from this event that the market the actual buying of things in terms of the grand market which you've managed to pay for a table at opens up at about late afternoon today for now it's more the minor games the whole day is the smaller events than the grand market and then at the end is the main tournament the tournament of heroes that is the main event that happens at Unity Day. What are you guys doing? Hey guys, do you want to go play some games? Yeah. I'm going to go meet my parents, but I'll meet you guys later down at the games district. How does that sound? But yeah, bring your parents. I, I want to meet them. Okay. And tell them to bring the goblins. Uh, she looks at Melinda. Uh? It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said you saved goblins. Yeah. And she's going to okay, bye. And just going to walk off. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> and then, um, <laughs> once again, Mal is going to just kind of usher Volley towards Finn and wherever they're heading towards where there's like stuff going on. The main event now is in, is in the games district, effectively, which is where all the games will be held, the kind of minor games will be held. You now realise that Tazia has left. I assumed but- he went off to chest bump various other buff people he was friends with. I mean, maybe he's competing in the tournament later. Who knows? Oh, I hope not. He looks awfully strong, and I'm going to win that tournament. So, I hope I don't have to fight him. What? Melinda's what's the tournament? Very surprised. Yeah. Oh, have you have you signed up, Finn? I'm about to. It's uh, it's it's the big ticket item, and that's what I need. I'm going to avoid paying rent for years. What do you have to do, Finn? Oh, I just have to win a few fights. It's fine. Fights. Yeah, yeah I've, um, got, I've got. It's just, it's just like play fighting. Good luck with that one. <laughs> Have you ever been to Unity Day before? No, I haven't. But I mean, I need some money, and it seems like the quickest way to get it. Mm, 
Yes, but I think it's always best to to watch and learn the first year so you kind of know what to expect. I think I've learned plenty. Did you not go to Unity Day when it was in Galestar? Yeah, I went once, but I didn't get to see the big event. I was too young at the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was such a good day that day. Yeah, I had a lot of fun at all the stores. I can't wait to play the games here. What, what kind of games do they have? You're saying this while you walk down the games district. Mm-hmm. You see there are gnomes calling out to you. There are different races calling out, advertising various different things. The two main things that catch your eye is there is a stall with a small goblin who's wearing a very disheveled suit and kind of a worn top hat, and it says, Gifts, Gifts. Gifts, Gifts. Yep. Beside him is a backpack that is incredibly tall, like a shelf that he's kind of strapped on his back and walked here with and then turned it down. And it says, Gifts, Gifts, and it's got loads of little bags. Maybe he'll have something interesting. Well, he's going to walk up like, Hello! Oh, hey, hey, what can I do you for? I don't really know. What, what are you selling or playing? Welcome to Gifts, Gifts, the game where you, you pay to reach in the bag and then you pull something out and it's your gift. Oh. It could be good, it could be bad, it could be amazing. Who knows? How much does it cost? Five copper. Folly's going to spin around and go, uh, guys, can somebody lend me five copper because I gave all of mine to Uber. Don't worry, Folly, I got you. And, and, uh, and uh, Finn hands the guy 20 copper to, uh, to, for everyone to play. Oh, yes. Yeah, you're going to get scammed. Okay, we've got a big player here. I see. All right. Well, come on up. Come on up. Pulls out what looks like a satchel and then puts it down and goes, one reach. Grab the first thing you can. That's yours. Gifts, ooh, gifts. Oh, ooh, can, can I go first, please? Please, friend. Can I? Can I go first? Of course you can. Okay. He rubs his hands. He blows into me. He's like, come on. Thrusts his hand in, spins it around and pulls out. Roll a d20. Oh. Okay. 20. 20? Yeah. So what you pull out is a small ball that has a shield on it. So Volley pulls it out without really looking or paying any attention to it. Doesn't really know what it is. Just holds it up in the air triumphantly and just goes, Yes! I won! What, what does it do? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So that one, as you see the shield on the ball, uh-huh. it means that... If you use it, we like to talk about these rewards in kind of mechanical terms, you understand? Uh So we'd say mechanically, if you smash that ball, it would cast the spell shield on yourself until next turn. Ooh, I don't know that one. Yeah, it's very good. good. Who's up next? You got three more goes. I'll have a crack. All right, little buddy. Come on up here, Lassa. Put your hand in. See what you can get. Finn will reach in and pull something out. Roll a d20 for me. 15. Ball that you have has an eye on it. Oh, that's a good one as well. You see the eye on that one? What it means is, if you smash that ball, you'll cast a spell on yourself that will give you advantage on perception rolls for one minute. Yeah, pretty good, right? Pretty good. Gifts, gifts. Always keep giving. That's what I, that's what I say. That's, that's what I've TM'd right now. Mm-hmm. Gifts, gifts, keep giving. <laughs> Volley, you can pull mine out if you like. <gasps> really? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yes! Fist pumps the air as it goes in. This time he's going to rub his hands, blow on them again. This time he's, he's going to move his left hand. It's like, come on! Flings his hand in, rummages around and pulls out. Roll. Okay, uh, 14. That one is a super special one. Because what you pull out is a ball, and the ball already opens up by itself. And in it is a green jelly bean. Okay. Whoa! What, what does this bean do? 
So that bean is what I call a little prank. If someone eats it, they will vomit instantly, oh. taking 1d4 of damage as their stomach ruptures. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. That's even better than the shield one. Ah, oh, thanks, Gif Gif. My name's not Gif Gif. My name's Gif, and these are my gifts. What, what's not to get about that? <laughs> Thanks, Gif Gif. And then he just like walks away staring at these balls in his hand. That one actually sounds kind of savage, Volley. <laughs> you still have one more. Uh, okay. Uh, how about you, old man? You, you, you want to reach up in? <laughs> I'll take a step up and shaking my head at the old man quip, I will reach in and without looking, immediately pass whatever I take to Volley. <laughs> oh, Vol- Volley is so excited. Okay. Roll a d20, Osric. Why is Volley getting all the treats? <laughs> it's like bringing a kid to the fair. Yeah, that's totally, that's the only way to deal with him. I think something curious, like, God damn, I paid for it. My <laughs> 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 like Finn's standing there with his one, he's like, oh, I like this. And then you guys just hand all of yours to Volley. He's just like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so as Osric didn't look at what he rolled, you all know what rolls I tend to get. So Volley gets given the ball that is number two. <laughs> that one is another little fun one, which I think you'll really enjoy, uh, Volmini. I think you'll really enjoy this one. Th- this one turns your skin green for one minute. Yes. Mm, yeah. oh, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have skin. Will, will it work on my, on my bark? I honestly have no idea. Do I have to smash it on myself or just in general? You just, whoever is holding it, they squeeze it in their palm and it smashes. That releases gifts, gifts. Right. Okay. Volley is eyeing up this ball that turns his skin green. He's like, do I do it now? Just to see? I mean, I kind of want to know what it does to you as well, because I've never seen a Volmine or sold to a Volmine. So if you want to do it now, I would be more than happy to witness if you live or die. So... Volley is looking at this ball. He slowly turns his head towards Gif and he just goes, Yes! Just smashes it on his head. <laughs> uh, if you smash it on your head, it'll disintegrate and evaporate immediately and your bark will turn green for sure. Oh, Volley is like going to fling his arms out. He's going to look. He's like, Yes! I am green! I look like I'm covered in moss. Oh, this is the best day ever. Osric, thank you so much. Are we talking like a lime green here or like a mossy green? Uh, it would be like a lime green. Oh, that's look like you've been dunked in some radiation. <laughs> yeah! Yes! Gif, Gif, you are the best thing I've seen here so far. Honestly, there was a 50% chance that you just evaporate and die yourself. So I, it's interesting either way. I'll, I'll take those odds. To be fair, mate, you're probably the first thing he's seen here today. <laughs> Volley's just grinning. Volley, I, I, I just say, like, maybe for future reference, like, I, everything's amazing here, but that was probably a bit more dangerous than you realized. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. Two other things will get your attention. One is a pyromancer dancing fire, and there's about 40 people stood around him. Seems to be saying something to the audience. And another on the other side is a tent that has the Dome of Trials on it. So, firstly, I'm going to put my hand immediately on Volley's shoulder and guide him away from the fire. <laughs> so, I, this is how I imagine it kind of goes down. Like, as we're walking, Volley feels the heat and kind of stumbles. He's like, nope, nope, nope. And then you just kind of go, like, Come, okay, Volley, it's fine. You, you stand on this side of Osric. 
How about you come this way to the tent, Volley? Yep, I, I don't like fire. Mm-mm. I'm fire not surprised. <laughs> I mean, if I were to say one of us looked flammable, I'd say it was you. <laughs> Volley's going to follow Osric. Yeah, towards the tent. I don't think I fully realise that it says the Dome of Trials on board. I've just taken Volley through the door. Okay, so you get <laughs> you go in through a tent, and first thing you realise is the tent is just empty, basically. In the centre of the tent is a plinth with a snow globe on it. Standing beside it, behind a ticket booth, is a gnome with dirty brown hair. And in front of him is a female human with a great sword on her back and a sildred with a sword and shield and a bjani with brown fur and axes either side on a, on a belt on his hip. Is this a cue? Oh, hello! Welcome, welcome! Here for the Dome of Trials! And he uses his hand up in the air as though it's exciting. Very, very good. Are you all playing today? What? What is this? Oh, very lovely. The Dome of Trials is the trialing dome, if you will. All our contestants go inside the dome and compete for money and magical items. What kind of competition are you talking about here? So, if I was to break down the rules for you, shall I do that? You hear the soldier go, yeah, that'd be great, thanks. Okay, so, all the contestants go get shrunk down and teleported into the globe. And he points at the globe. There, you will land on a small bit of land. You will have to stay on this platform as long as you can while objects come towards you. There's no land behind you, none in front, and if you fall off, it's game over. Use anything you want, no weapons though, that is not allowed, but use any tricks, manner, or trickery to stay on and make your opponents fall off. By the end, the last people as the time expires will be the winners. Folly's hand flings up. Yes, I want to go. Can we watch? You can watch if you prefer. If you don't like winning things. I love winning things. Yeah, Finn, you should play too. You see the Sildred look at the human and the human just nods with a smile on the face. Then the Sildred turns back and goes, yeah, we're in. Um, I'm looking at Osric to see what he's thinking about this. I kind of, uh, like, Melinda thinks that her odds are better if she watches one and then gets an idea of the technique before she has another go. She doesn't want to lose. <laughs> As you glance across, you see Osric is sort of looking down at his fairly heavy looking exoskeleton and he's just sort of weighing himself up and you see him shake his head ever so slightly i'm not sure i'm quite cut out for anything dexterous at my age i mean i'll I'll give it a go but let's just say i don't have high hopes well the good side is it's only one copper to play and you don't die that is a good thing some of these trials you will die you know that right some of the some people have died in the other events but not mine no one's died for at least seven years. Well, that is basically my barrier of entry. My lowest barrier. Yeah, what What the hell? Like, sure, you know, live a little. Okay, so contestant number one. He does his hand in such pomposity as anyone knows about magic knows is unnecessary. Ta-da! <laughs> one minute, Osric, you're here. Next minute, you are in the globe. This small globe that you saw a second ago on the plinth and standing on a very small platform, like an elongated, like oblong platform. 
So if I had a chance before I went in, I would have given Melinda my little birdcage that's got the, my clockwork bird in it. Keep on to this for safekeeping. And then within a second, Finn, Volley appear next to you, as does the Sildred woman, although she's not got her sword and shield, as does the human, and as does the Bajani. Melinda, you're not playing, is that right? I'm going to see how this goes. <laughs> so, Melinda, you see all the people around you vanish in puffs of pink smoke. Follow me, little audience, follow me. Look here. Though he expects people to be super impressed with what he's doing, he points towards the uh, globe as he gets closer, and you see little small versions of all of them standing on a very small platform. And let the games begin! <laughs> and... <laughs> and there we have it part one of unity day find out next week of our little gang of would-be heroes managed to win the dome but it's not just me here i'm joined with the entire tabletop vagabonds group hey guys hey hello Welcome to the outro. <laughs> this is exciting. I feel like I've uh, <laughs> broken through the rules. <laughs> I feel like we're intruding on your world. You've entered the DM's uh, boudoir. DM's lair. I was about to say boudoir, but that's not right. <laughs> Definitely not the boudoir, Jesus. We just wanted to kind of say thank you to all you guys for listening to us now and kind of following this journey. So, uh, yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. We really appreciate all of your reviews. Get very excited whenever we uh, get a nice review. So we also had an idea, a little cool thing to do, right, guys? Yeah. A little bit of a competition, I guess you, you could say. We've, uh, gifts, ooh, gifts, gifts. Yeah. <laughs> gifts, gifts, gifts. <laughs> We've all had so, so much fun here at Tabletop Vagabonds, creating this world and creating these characters and bringing them to life. Um, so we thought it'd be really fun if we could share this with you. So what we're going to do is we are going to give you guys the chance to name a few NPCs that will appear in a future episode of the Tabletop Vagabonds. The punnier, the better. The punnier, the better. Absolutely. We want funny <laughs> names, tastefully funny, preferably not offensive. So to be in with a chance of winning, all you need to do is share and retweet a post we'll be putting out this week. Please tag us in it so we see it and leave us a nice little message with your suggested name for the NPC. We will collate those all up they'll be put into a hat and they'll be drawn out at the end of episode six so stay tuned to episode six to find out if your character will be appearing in a future episode of the tabletop vagabonds thank you so much for being part of all this and being here and listening now it means absolutely the world to all of us here so thank you very much absolutely yeah, thanks, and guys. those socials for the posts are at tabletop vagabonds on instagram and Twitter is, annoyingly, at Tabletop Vagabo number one. Because we are the number one Tabletop Vagabond. <laughs> I assume we're the only, aren't we? Do we get one by being the only? The, the default one, I suppose? No, we're just the best. It's fine. Well, so that's it from all of us guys here today. I hope you enjoyed episode four. And we'll see you for the next part of Unity Day next week. Keep Thanks your ears peeled. Listening. And we'll see you next time.